Hello, race fans, and welcome to the third episode of NASCAR Talk. I am your host, Professor NASCAR, and today we're gonna we're gonna break down two uh, two main things today, which is the SRX season finale and the uh, surprise upset win by Eric Almirola at New Hampshire. So let's kind of dive into both of those topics and kind of just hash it out. So with SRX, um, the the series that is headed up by Tony Stewart and Ray Evernham, they had their, their season finale, uh, wrapped up the series, and they really did a good job of ending things with the whole Elliott versus Elliott battle, bringing in Chase to go up against Bill. Super smart strategy for marketing and just overall just desire for fans to see it. I think if I heard correctly, there had only been maybe one other race where Chase and Bill had actually ran against each other. Um, and it was really early in Chase's career before he ever got into like the Cup or Xfinity Series or anything like that. Um, so, you know, this was a really, really good decision and a wise decision to bring Chase in and give the fans this showdown uh, that we, you know, I think a lot of people wanted to see. And I think overall we look at it and it was extremely successful um, because Bill was definitely the most competitive um, at Nashville Fairgrounds. That I mean, that was definitely his most competitive race of the season. Um, I know the first couple races there was mechanical issues with his car, which, you know, isn't something that he can control. But in this race, I mean, he was – it was the best he'd been all season long. You know, he was he was dominant. He was, you know, up in the front, leading laps. Um, at one point, it looked like he was going to take the win. And then uh, on a late race uh, restart, his car just kind of – whenever he went into the first turn, kind of kind of washed up the track a little too high. Whenever that happened, both Chase and uh, Tony Stewart passed him. Um, and so he was never able to to recover and get back to the to the to the uh, to the lead. But I mean, overall, it was a great race for Bill. Definitely his best of the season. Um, you know, and it was awesome too because he was able to race Chase, and it was, you know, and Chase was up there the whole, pretty much the whole time with him. You know, they were able to go side by side. They were able to battle each other. You know, and that that's what you want to see. Like, you don't want to 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 say you know you don't want to have this father versus son battle and then you know like bill be running in the back of the field the whole time and chase run the front like you want to see them battling that for battling it out for the win and that's pretty much what we got to see it was a really really awesome way to to cap off the srx uh season it was really good of them too to also bring in nascar you know bringing in chase you're bringing in nascar's reigning champion so it's just a great decision to do that um and and really if you if you really are you know a fan of racing um, a fan of father-son battles. I don't know about you all, but I know for me personally, uh, the race that I kind of thought about whenever I was watching the fairgrounds, and especially watching the Elliott versus Elliott battle, it kind of brought me back just a little bit to the 1999 IROC Michigan race where you had Dell Sr. and Dell Jr. battling it out for the win there and actually having a photo finish. I know ex- you know the SRX wasn't uh, race wasn't exactly the same as that. Um in terms of a finish, but just this idea of father and son battling it out for the win, it kind of brought me back to that. Um, but, you know, it was, it was really good. You know, Chase Elliott was able to take the win. Tony Stewart was able to uh, take the championship. Um, and, I mean, really looking at the series as a whole, I think it was just overall success. You know, they really chose really great short tracks and dirt tracks to really um, give the fans what, they, what, what we've been wanting. You know, we, we've been – wanting more short tracks in NASCAR, and then to see this new series form 
and to basically give fans exactly what they want out of racing was 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 just awesome. It was really good. Um, also, one thing I really really liked was the durability of the cars. Ray Evernham is just a master. I mean, you know, he was Jeff Gordon's uh, crew chief. Just, he, j- j- I mean, you know, he owned his own uh, NASCAR team after that. Just a masterful, masterful person when it comes to to, to uh, designing cars and putting things together and all that stuff. Because these SRX cars, they really were, you know, they 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 had a good look to them, but they're also very durable, and that's what I liked. Because, like for example, at the fairgrounds, you're able to see a lot of beating and banging, and you know it wouldn't destroy the car, it wouldn't cut a tire down. Because, like you know, if you watch a Cup Series race, one little bit of contact, and all of a sudden somebody's got to cut right rear, or um, yeah, right rear or right front, or left rear or left front tire. Somebody's got to cut tire um, in the Cup Series, and so that's why you don't really see a lot of beating and banging. But with SRX, those cars are super durable. And they're made in such a way that you can really beat on these cars really good. And it's not going to, you know, cause a tire problem or major damage that's going to completely, you know, alter the car or whatever. They really, Ray Evernham really did a good job of designing really durable cars. Um, And so I really, you know, also liked that about the series. And then also I like the way they they kind of had that mix of of young and older talent. They really brought in a lot of the older guys that were the best in a lot of their different fields, like the reigning uh, Indy 500 champion, Elio Castroneves, and, um, you know, guys like Paul Tracy, Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte, uh, Bill Elliott. You know, they really got a good, I think, a good pool of drivers. And I liked how they were bringing in, like, local ringer-type guys and then bringing in just um, exciting new talents that are coming into racing, such as Haley Deegan, being able to bring in a champion like Chase Elliott. You know, it was really it was really good, I think, a good mix of talent. Um, so I really think that SRX was a success, and I'm looking forward to the future with SRX. I think that there's definitely um, plenty of uh, opportunity there for, for more seasons and, and, you know, even uh, more senses of growth. I'm not exactly sure if or how they would want to change things. I personally would like to maybe see either a restrictor plate race or a um, road course race added to the season, maybe make it an eight-week season instead of six. But at the same time, I do like the idea of, you know, it's six weeks and it leaves us wanting more. And I think that's good that they, they do it that way. Um, definitely smart. So, you know, that that's just my – I mean, I, I would just like to see those cars on Daytona or Talladega or, you know, at – either at like a Road America or a, uh, you know, a Sonoma or Watkins Glen. I just think it'd be fun to see those cars um, in that kind of a place. But that's just me personally. Um, you know, and it was really interesting too, you know, after um, after the race at the fairgrounds, you know, they kind of teased the uh, Tony Stewart and the, the SRX series kind of teased the, the idea of going to Wilkesboro, and having a race next season, or I'm not sure if they meant next season or maybe the season after, but having a SRX race at, at Wilkesboro, North Wilkesboro uh, Speedway, which would be absolutely fantastic. Um, I live not too far away from Wilkesboro, so I mean, you know, I've actually, I mean, I've been to Wilkesboro fairly recently, and there's just such a desire um, for that that track to come back. Like you drive through the community, they've got signs up, they got stickers up, they want Wilkes, they want the Speedway back. Um, a lot of us fans, you know, we want that speedway back. We don't want to see it just deteriorate to the point that 
has to just be completely destroyed, and you know that that history is gone forever. Um, I'm not really sure, you know, how you would uh, bring that speedway back. Um, I mean, personally, I think I think it was Dale June that proposed this idea, and I actually like the idea of just maybe just tearing up since the concrete is going to probably be redone anyway. Just tear it up and just make it a dirt track, make it like the premier dirt track of, for example, NASCAR or whatever. Um, I like that idea personally. Don't know if, that, if that's even possible, but just the desire from SRX to even want to go there, you know, at least gives us fans a sense of hope that, you know, maybe something will happen or that there is at least people that want uh, racing to return to Wilkesboro. So, you know, we'll, we'll stay tuned with what's going to happen there. Um, but overall, the SRX was a great series. It was really a good uh, way to pay homage and to give um, fans, you know, that because you know, whenever we lost the IROC series, you know, uh, we we lost that that sense of a, a way for champions to come together and compete against each other um, in a in a way where you all the cars were evened out, and um, you know, they all ran on certain different different types of tracks. Um, and so, you know, for SRX to come back and kind of give us that, a glimpse of the old IROC, I think was just, it was fantastic. It was really good. And so, in my opinion, SRX, complete success. Um, now, I'm, I want to transition, though, to talk about New Hampshire, uh, the cup race at New Hampshire, where we saw, you know, old Eric Almirola taking the, taking the surprise upset victory and I mean, I know he says that you know New New Hampshire's one of his favorite tracks, and that he's really good there, and that he'd had that place circled for a long time. But and it's nothing against Eric Almirola, but the way that Stuart Haas cars have been running this year, I don't think anybody would have really predicted um, him to take a victory there. I mean, people were thinking maybe Kevin Harvick would get Stuart Haas a win, but they've just not been that great this year. Um, so you know, for out Al, for Almirola to be the one to come in and uh, get the first victory of the season was a total surprise, and I would definitely consider it to be an upset victory. I mean, you know, we, we look at that race, and it looked like it was going to be either Ryan Blaney or Brad Keselowski's race to win, really, because those two are the ones that had very dominant, good cars. And then, you know, all of a sudden we see Almirola just kind of charge to the front and take the lead, and you know he had a he had to hold off uh, Christopher Bell. You know Christopher Bell gave him a hard charge there with the, about the last maybe 10, 15 laps or so. Um, but otherwise, you know that was Almirola's race, and he took it and he won it. And I mean that's what he had to do because he was so far out when it comes to his point standings. The only way that he was going to be even able to to get a spot for the chase was to take a victory, and so for him to do it at New Hampshire. Definitely um, changes the the point uh, the point perplexion um, for the for the uh, last couple races before the uh, chase starts. But it's really good for for Stuart Haas. It's good for Eric Almirola. You know, this was Eric's first win since Talladega of 2018. So for him to to, to kind of get back to victory lane and, and show us that you know he is talented, that he is um, a race winning caliber driver, that he does have potential. Um, I think it's good because, I mean, Eric's a good driver. And, you know, we think about that 2018 season. There were a couple times where he almost won a couple other races besides Talladega and just nothing ever quite it was able to work out. But he really had a good 2018 season. And then really the last couple of years, it's been kind of surprising that he's just not been able to, to be there in terms of competing for wins, competing for championships, that kind of thing. Because Eric has always seemed like the person that if you gave him the right equipment, he could, he could compete. And so – 
I'm hoping that maybe this New Hampshire uh, win is the start of something for him and for that team. Um, but, you know, we'll have to see what happens because Stuart Haas, you know, as an organization, they've just not had really great cars in terms of, you know, dominating, running up front. This just not happened this year for them. I don't know what, exa- you know, why, especially as dominant of a season that they had last year with Kevin Harvick. Um, but, you know, they just haven't been there um, this year. Uh, so, you know, it's good for Almirola that he locks himself in, but it definitely it definitely changes the, the, the standings and that, the chase uh, perplexion for the last about, because there's only about three spots left um, that can be potentially taken on points. Everybody else has locked themselves in with victories. And so, you know, before Almirola's win, it was looking like Austin Dillon was locked in. Uh, or at least he was doing pretty good in points. And then Amarola wins, and now Austin Dillon's – now he's looking five points below the cutoff line. And, you know, it's – you know, when you look at the, the final four races, um, which, you know, our the final four races are uh, Watkins Glen, the Indianapolis Road Course, Michigan, and Daytona. Um, you know, you look at that, and then you look at this cutoff line where you have, you know – Tyler Reddick above by five points, Austin Dillon below by five points. You have Kevin Harvick, who's 82 points to the good, and then you have Denny Hamlin, who's 283 points to the good. Um, you know, the, the, the what you're really going to see most, in my opinion at least, is you're probably going to see a big battle for that, um, that, that, that last spot, the one that Tyler Reddick has that's above five points. I don't think anybody point-wise is going to be able to take uh, Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin's spots. I, I really think, especially Denny's going to probably lock himself in on points, most likely, maybe even get a win. Um, but just because, I mean, whenever I'm looking at these last four tracks, I mean, your favorite for Watkins Glen and Indianapolis uh, road course is probably going to be Chase. I mean, you know, maybe even Martin Truex. Um, but, you know, Chase is definitely the, the best uh, road racer in NASCAR today. And at the rate he's going, he's probably going to go down as the best ever. Um, but that's just my opinion, just at the rate he's going. Um, I mean, the last two races at Watkins Glen, Chase won. So I feel like he's pretty much the, the odds-on favorite for, for Watkins Glen um, next Sunday. Uh, so, you know, you think about that. If he takes the Indy Road Course, that there's two races right there just gone off the top. Um, now, with with the Indy uh, Road Course, this is the first time that the Cup Series is racing there, and so now they the uh, Xfinity Series did race on that track last year. So, if there is a person that is below the cutoff line that could potentially get a surprise win at the, or maybe not necessarily a surprise win, but could be somebody that you might want to look at as maybe your dark horse for the uh, Indy Road course. It's got to be Chase Briscoe. Um, Chase Briscoe is right now 24th in the standings. Um, He is 497 points below the cutoff line. But with him having that prior experience at the Indy uh, Road course, it definitely puts him in the conversation for somebody who could potentially come up in there and win that race. If that happens, that's going to take that spot that you have Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon fighting over. So that that's going to change things up. So, I mean, you could see a surprise win at um, the Brickyard, I'm thinking. Um, 
the only other track because I, I feel like I just I'm not seeing that happen at Watkins Glen. I really think Chase is going to be your favorite there. The the Indy Road Course. I think Chase Briscoe might be the one person outside the cutoff line who could have a potential chance of winning. But even then, I'm still looking at you know your road ringers, you know your guys like Chase Elliott, your guys like Martin Truex Jr., your guys like Kyle Busch. You know those are the guys that I'm still looking at is to probably be better and you know potentially win at the Indy race. But I feel like if there's a dark horse person below the cutoff line, I feel like Chase Briscoe is your guy for that track. Um, when we look at Michigan. I'm not really seeing anybody below the cutoff line that really has a chance of taking Michigan unless it's just a surprise uh, fuel rate, fuel strategy kind of thing. I just I'm not seeing it. I feel like most likely when you think about Michigan, you're I mean it's it's hard to not think of Kyle Larson. You know, if we're just being for being honest here, it looks like you know Kyle's ha- has had so much success at that track in the past. Um, you know, there's definitely other drivers you could look at for, for doing good um, at Michigan. Um, but, you know, I just – I'm not really seeing anybody below the cutoff line that I think could really make a surprise charge at Michigan and take the victory. I just – I'm not seeing it. You know, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm just not seeing it well. But that – from what – based on the drivers I'm seeing below the cutoff line – you know, you guys like Austin Dillon, Chris Buescher, Matt DiBenedetto, Ross Chastain, Bubba Wallace, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Daniel Suarez, you know, guys like that. I'm just not seeing anybody there being taking a surprise win or taking a win at Michigan. I just don't see it. Now, Daytona, though, the last race before the cutoff line or before the, the, the playoff start, Daytona, that race to me is going to be the highest chance of a driver that's below the, the cutoff line taking a surprise win because when you look outside this cutoff line there's about three or four guys that are pretty good at, on um that are good on restrictor plate races they, they're they good and these are your guys you got ryan newman newman has almost won two or three different plate races in the last couple of years for roush fenway newman's a guy that could win potentially at daytona Eric Jones. Eric Jones has won a Bush Clash at Daytona, and he's also won a July race at Daytona. Eric Jones is a decent plate racer. I would definitely keep him in mind. Um, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., he's somebody who's won at Daytona and Talladega. Definitely would keep him in mind um, for the, the, the playoff or the, the last race of the regular season at Daytona. Bubba Wallace is a good, playoff, or is a good um, plate racer. Ross Chastain is a good plate racer. Austin Dillon has a plate win. So you look at that, that's six drivers. There are six drivers below the cutoff line who have plate wins or have either have plate wins or, or have been good at plate races. So I think the best chance of a surprise win from somebody outside the, the playoff cut line to, to potentially lock themselves in on a victory is probably going to come at Daytona. Like I said, you might see like a Chase Briscoe lock it up at Indy Road Course. I'm kind of doubting it, but it's possible. But I think the greatest chance of it happening is going to be Daytona. Um, Will that happen? I don't know. Because, I mean, you still have guys that are above the cutoff line that are good on plate races. And I think the one person that could potentially win at Daytona who's not locked in but who has a good point cushion right now is Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin's a fantastic plate racer. And so... That could be the race where he finally locks himself in, even though he's on points. He's like 282 above, 
nobody's going to come and get him on points. If somebody bumps him out, it's going to be on victory, um, most likely. But, you know, I, th- I think the only surprise is going to come maybe at Daytona. But otherwise, I'm just not really seeing. I think you're going to have a, a battle between Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon um, for that final spot, unless there's just a surprise win at either Daytona or um, the Indy Road Course. But otherwise, I think what you see is at this point about what you're going to get. But that's just me. That's just my opinion. We'll definitely It'll be definitely interesting to see how these next four races play out and how the cutoff line changes um, between now and Daytona. Um, so we'll just see what happens. But it was definitely um, – it was definitely a surprise uh, upset win at New Hampshire. But, uh, you know, congratulations to Eric Amaral. That was awesome. Um, congratulations to Chase Elliott on that SRX season finale win. I know, I, honestly, like, if you watch Chase's, like, after-race interview, it, it, it honestly looked like one of the most, like, happiest times he's ever had in racing. Like, not to say that he hasn't had a lot of great moments, but I thought that was one of the happiest moments we've seen Chase. And I really think it was just because he really got to go out there and, and battle his dad. And that was that was really awesome to see as a fan and so you know congratulations to chase not only for the win but for just being able to race against your dad like that that that's awesome um so thank you all uh for watching um that concludes this week's uh installment of uh, nascar talk and so uh we'll be coming at you later with uh, some new content so uh till next time have a nice day